For a better breakfast, start with Cheerios. It's made from oats, good old-fashioned nourishing oats, all ready to eat. And now, Cheerios presents... The Green Hornet. hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of Miss Case meets the Hornet. Listen carefully. How far have you walked today? How far is it from your house to your favorite hideout? How far do you travel on your favorite Saturday hike? That sound can tell you how far. Every click's a step. Yes, every click's a step on the official Lone Ranger pedometer. Pedometer. P-E-D-O-M-E-T-E-R. That's a wonderful invention that measures how far you walk. We have one of these official Lone Ranger pedometers for you, and we'll tell you how you can send and get it in just about 12 minutes from now. Reed frowned as he watched the parking lot attendant race cold motors, jam on brakes, and generally mishandle the cars that had to be moved. Then the attendant entered the young publisher's new convertible and touched the starter button. Hey, go easy. That's a new motor and it's cold. You needn't race it like that. Okay, okay, buddy. Be careful! Found it. Who taught you to drive? Get out. I'll handle her. Hey, something's gone haywire. That wouldn't surprise me. Get out and let me in. Uh, look here, mister. The gear's a shot. That car was mechanically perfect when I drove in here. Now, nah, look, mister. We hear that every day. We're not responsible, see? Just read the ticket I gave you. We don't assume no responsibility at all, see? That's the rule. You don't like it, I can't help it. I just work here. Who owns this lot? It's one of the Philbrick service chains. Philbrick. He owns most of the lots in town. Yeah, and he makes the rules. You don't like the rules, you see Philbrick. I may do that. Hi, Cassie. Is Reed in his office? Yes, he is. Dunnigan was telling me he had trouble with his new car. Yes, one of the Philbrick parking lot attendants stripped the gears. Hello, Axford. Reed, Gunnigan was telling me about the trouble he had at the parking lot. It's high time those parking lot operators were made to assume some responsibility. Did you talk to Mr. Philbrick? No, Miss Case, I've changed my mind. When I noticed a small item for the next edition, I decided to do my talking where it'll do some good. A small item? What's that, Reed? There's a new proposal before the city council. 
a new ordinance. Oh. If passed, it'll make parking lot operators responsible for any theft or damage that occurs while cars are in their care. By golly, if the council passes that, they'll be doing something. For a change. Please get a copy of that ordinance, Miss Case. We'll study it. I think it's the kind of thing the Sentinel should get behind and push. Kubrick is an attorney. Save it, Boswell. Never mind the fancy legal talk. Just tell me what this new ordinance will mean to me. If the ordinance goes through, it will cost you plenty. You'll have to bond every one of your attendants. You'll be held responsible for anything stolen from a car in one of your lots. And for any damage that's done. How much will it cost me? Well, you operate numerous parking lots... You can uh, probably get insurance to cover... Uh... Maybe it'd be smart to ensure the defeat of the ordinance. How many councilmen would have to vote against it to defeat it? We have a seven-man council. It will take four votes to pass the ordinance or four to defeat it. Uh, four, huh? Rogers is in Florida. He won't be voting. So if you can get three councilmen on your side, you can prevent passage of the ordinance. I finance Norton's campaign. I can count on him to vote against it. <clears throat> you uh, did a couple of favors for Hardwick. Yeah. Yeah, he'll see things my way. One more is all you need on your side. Let me see. Jackson. Ray. You can't reach either of them. Sharky. Sharky proposed the ordinance. Grayson. Yeah, that's it. Grabber Grayson, the boy with the, with the itching palm. I think I can make a deal with Grayson. Uh, what's your step, Philbrick? If you're going to offer Grayson some cash, make the offer a good one. He uh, won't go for anything petty. All right, Boswell. That's all I want to know. so funny, Axford. <laughs> oh, my golly, Reed. This editorial you wrote. <laughs> Is that the way it affects you? It's Philbrick I'm thinking of. So, for instance, when he sees how the Daily Sentinel's getting behind that new parking lot ordinance, he'll throw a fit. <laughs> well, you might get busy, Axford, and follow up that editorial with some personal interviews. Go and talk to the man on the street. Meet John Q. Public. I'd like to fill a column every day with opinions of people who have a grievance against the conduct of parking lots. I'll do it, Reed. That I will. Oh, Cassie, did you see the editorial Reed wrote? See it, you goon, I typed it. <laughs> That's all, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Mr. Reed, I was just talking to Ed Lowry about the ordinance. Well, he's kept in close touch with the councilman. What's his opinion? Well, the vote is likely to be nip and tuck. It'll take four votes to pass the ordinance. One of the councilmen is in Florida, and two of the others are, well, they're palsy-wellsy with Philbrick. Yes, I know, Norton and Hardwick. They'll definitely oppose the ordinance. Jackson, Sharkey, and Ray will vote for it. I'm sure those three. Uh-huh. That's just what Lowry said. And that puts the deciding vote in Grayson's hands. Grayson. That guy, Grayson. He's a fence straddler if ever there was one. It's too bad you don't have a sword you could dangle over his head. Huh? This city needs regulation of parking lots. I wonder if, if we can find some way to put Grayson on the right side. I wonder... That evening, 
Brett Reed called Cato, his faithful valet, into his bedroom. We're moving out, Cato. We're going to call on Grayson and try to make sure he votes the right way. You go to his home? Yes. He's living alone while his family's in Florida. I'll go as the Green Hornet and offer him a bribe. A small bribe. You think small bribe make him vote for ordinance? <laughs> oh, Cato. I'm pretty sure Grayson could be bought, but not for $50. When I offer him a bribe like that, he'll be highly indignant. He'll be pretty angry. I hope he'll become antagonistic because I'm going to make him think I'm acting on behalf of Philbrick and trying to bribe him to vote against the ordinance. Oh, that's a very good idea, Mr. Britt. He becomes angry and votes against Philbrick, which is just what you want. That's the idea, Cato. Come on, we'll get the Black Beauty and move as the Green Hornet. Councilman Grayson lived in one of the city's better residential districts. His house, surrounded by lawn, set well back from the street. Britt Reed guided the Black Beauty to a stop behind a car parked at the curb. Ah, Grayson seems to have company. Perhaps we go away, come back later. I'll take the wheel, Cato. Take the Black Beauty around the next corner at the right. It's a dark street. I think you can wait there. Are you getting out? Yes. Grayson's house has low windows. I can see who's calling on him. I'll wait until the visitor's gone. I'll wait until you come? That's right. It's a pleasure to talk to a man like you, Mr. Grayson. I think we understand each other perfectly. I want you to understand just one thing, Philbert. Yes? My mind was definitely made up before you came here tonight. Your, uh, your uh, contribution has not influenced my position concerning this new ordinance. Oh, of course not, Mr. Councilman. People would misinterpret your generosity. Our negotiations must be kept quite secret. I shall have to insist that the $5,000 be made up of small bills. That is, nothing larger than a twenty. I must further insist that you make the delivery in person. Depend on it. I'll be here at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. You'll be alone? It's a pleasure to talk to a man like you, Mr. Grayson. I think we understand each other perfectly. I want you to understand just one thing, Philbert. Yes? My mind was definitely made up before you came here tonight. Your, uh, your contribution has not influenced my position concerning this new ordinance. Oh, of course not, Mr. Councilman. People would misinterpret your generosity. Our negotiations must be kept quite secret. I shall have to insist that the $5,000 be made up of small bills. That is, nothing larger than a twenty. I must further insist that you make the delivery in person. Depend on it. I'll be here at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. You'll be alone? Yes. My family is out of the city. I'll be seeing you. Good night, Grayson. Good night. $5,000. I can use it. Good evening, Grayson. Why, you're the Green Hornet. So you have a deal with Philbrick. You? What do you want? I had certain plans in mind, but your deal with Philbrick changes everything. I'm going to call the police. You're going to take a nap. And when you awaken, you'll find yourself tied and gagged. You, wait. 
Wait a minute. Put that gun away. It shoots nothing but gas. <coughs> I'm not through with you, Grayson. That's only the beginning. Well, that should keep you out of mischief until I can make new plans. There's a little fast escape. Wait a minute, Cato. Don't start the car. You see Grayson? Philbrick was with him. He's returning tomorrow night with a $5,000 bribe. Well, then all your plans no good. I have another plan. We'll have witnesses on hand when that cash changes hands. Well, that ruined both Philbrick and Grayson. They both deserve it. Now listen to me carefully, Cato. I had to gas the councilman so he couldn't tell Philbrick that the Hornet knows about the bribe. Now, here's a door key. Will I take it? Yes, and stay with Grayson. We'll have to keep my prisoner in his own home. Keep him tied and gagged. You'll have to stay there all night, perhaps all day tomorrow. I'll drop in on my way to the office in the morning. You won't be disturbed because Grayson's family's in Florida. Well, very well, Mr. Brick. Now keep your face covered with a mask and don't let Grayson hear your voice. I'm going home and work out the details. continue our story in just a moment. Stand by. Here it comes. Right now, we're going to tell you how you can send and get your official Lone Ranger pedometer, that amazing invention that tells how far you walk. Just imagine, when you get your official Lone Ranger pedometer, you can tell how far you walk in a day. You can measure the distance from your house to your favorite playground. You can tell how far you travel on hikes. Or listen, suppose you want to make a secret map or chart. With your official Lone Ranger pedometer, you don't have to guess about distances. You can mark them all down accurately from one point to another. It's really terrific. Not just a toy, but a real scientifically designed distance recording instrument. Something that every adventure-loving, fun-loving boy and girl in America should have. It's so new that you probably have never heard of anything like it. So let me spell it for you. P-E-D-O-M-E-T-E-R. Pedometer. Here's the way it works. You just set the indicator at zero, hook the pedometer on your belt or pocket, or tie it on your ankle, and start walking. Every step you take is registered by a click on your pedometer. Like this. Yes, every click's a step, and the distance you travel is registered automatically on a colorful revolving dial. All you have to do is look at the dial, and you get an instant reading in miles and in quarters of a mile. At any point, you can check your Lone Ranger pedometer and tell just how far you've gone. It works in very much the same way as the speedometer does on your family car, and it's one of the niftiest-looking devices you can imagine. The special distance recording mechanism is all tightly enclosed in a keen, shiny metal case, round in shape and just a little bigger than a regular pocket watch. Send for your official Lone Ranger pedometer at once, so you'll be able to tell how far you walk. Hurry, we're going to have to close up this offer very soon. Time is clicking away very fast. If you send right away, you can get one of these amazing instruments for only 25 cents. Believe it or not, only 25 cents and one box top from Cheerios, that nourishing cereal made from oats, all ready to eat. When you send for yours, just say, send my Lone Ranger walk meter. No need to say pedometer, just walk meter. Be sure you'll print your name and address. Enclose one Cheerios box top and only 25 cents in coin. No stamps, please. 
Mail immediately to Green Hornet, Box 36, Box 36, New York City, New York. That's Green Hornet, Box 36, New York City, New York. Now to continue our story. In his apartment, Britt Reed realized that he had a difficult problem. How can I expose Grayson without becoming known as the Green Hornet? I need help that Cato can't give. The young publisher paced the floor of his study, considering the situation from every angle. It became more and more obvious that he needed a trustworthy confederate. In the past, there had been a girl named Linda Travis, who had come from the West at the request of Britt's father to observe how Britt handled the Daily Sentinel. Linda had learned that Britt was the Green Hornet, and for a time, before returning to the West, had worked with the young publisher on several of the Green Hornet's adventures. Britt thought of Linda and wished that she were back. If there were just someone like Linda, someone smart, capable, someone I can trust implicitly. Britt sat down, leaned back in the chair, and closed his eyes. As he thought of Linda, he sensed a stirring in some deep recess of his mind. He seemed to hear a girl's voice. It was a familiar voice. Miss Case. Smart. Capable. I can trust her implicitly. And what was it she said the other day? I'd like to know the green point. He must be all right. Lenore Case is the girl. I'm going to trust her all the way. Britt was at the Grayson home early the following morning. He met Cato in the hall, inquired about the councilman, then put on the hornet's mask and topcoat and entered the bedroom. I'm removing the gag, Grayson, but don't try to yell or I'll silence you in a hurry. There. Where? What's the meaning of this? A prisoner in my own home. Where's that other masked man? He'll be back after I've left. Meanwhile, you're going to make a few phone calls. Phone calls? It's early. I think we can get the councilman before they leave their homes. I mean the other councilman. Councilman? You'll ask each of them to come here at 8.30 this evening for a secret meeting. Make it clear that they're to park their cars away from the house. Also, that they're to be on time. And you'd better make it strong. Britt Reed dialed the phone numbers, then held the gun on Grayson while the councilman talked to each of his fellow members. When the last call had been completed, the young publisher joined Keto in the hallway. He took off his mask and reversed his topcoat. I've gagged Grayson again, Keto. Hands up tight? Yes. You stay here on guard. I'll check with you later. You go to office now? Right. I have something very special to tell Miss Case. Miss Case, I have a rather lengthy communication here. Carries an urgent request that I follow specific instructions in the hope of correcting an evil situation. Oh, what? Uh, in place of a signature, 
And there's a paper seal. Look at it. Good heavens. The Green Hornet. Mr. Reed, what does it say? Why did he send it to you? Well, we can assume that he knows my stand because of our editorials concerning the parking lot ordinance. He's asked for help in a plan that may expose Councilman Grayson as a bribe-taker. It looks like a long letter. There are very specific instructions. I'm to find a girl who is smart, courageous, and reliable. Miss Case, do you want to help the Green Hornet? Well, I... If you do, you'll have to follow instructions to the letter. Ask no questions. Go through with the plans no matter what happens. It's, uh... It's entirely up to you. Do you want me to do it? Do you think I could? If I didn't think so, I wouldn't have discussed the matter. Then count me in. What are the instructions? Britt Reed read detailed instructions, then folded the Hornet's letter and put it in his pocket. Is everything clear? I'm to meet the councilman, escort them into Grayson's den, and keep them from wondering where Grayson is until Philbrick arrives. Yes. I'll call for you and take you to Grayson's home. Brett Reed took Lenore Case to the Grayson home and left her in the library. He excused himself, but instead of leaving the house, he crept upstairs to Grayson's bedroom door and signaled to Cato. Close the door, Cato. That's it. Now keep very quiet. Miss Case is downstairs. Ooh. I told her I had to leave for a little while. I'm going to go outside and watch things through the window in case of trouble. Is uh, Grayson well tied and gagged? Oh, yes, sir. And you sneak out the back way. Get the Black Beauty and park it around the corner. Be sure the horn is working. We uh, might want to let the councilman see the hornet make a getaway while I'm around to avert suspicion. I understand. Now, stand near the corner so you can see when I signal with the flashlight. Get going. The councilman will be arriving in a few minutes. Jackson. Now we're all here. Well, go right in there, Mr. Jackson. Well, looks like a council meeting. Where's Grayson? I've been instructed to see that you gentlemen are made comfortable. There are cigars and cigarettes, and there's wine on the table. Cigars, cigarettes, wine. I want to know why we were called here. Yeah, so do I. My time is valuable. Please, gentlemen, just be patient until nine o'clock. And what then? You have only a few minutes to wait, and then you'll know everything. Well, I want to see Grayson. Is he here or isn't he? Yes, where is he? Why did he summon us so urgently? I can tell you nothing. I'm sure you'll have all the answers at 9 o'clock or thereabouts. I... The doorbell. <laughs> Two minutes to 9. Gentlemen, I'm going to answer the door. I'm going to take the visitor into the room adjoining. This door is slightly open. You can hear all that's said. And I think you'll hear plenty. Who is the visitor? It's Mr. Philbrick. Owner of the chain of parking lots. Please go right into this room, Mr. Philbrick. I don't get it. Where's Grayson? Who are you? Do you think I'd be here if Grayson didn't trust me to handle certain affairs? Sit down, Mr. Philbrick. He trying to play cagey? Well, he has to be careful. After all, he doesn't know you very well. You might be trying to frame him. 
Why should I do that? Did you come here alone? Yeah, of course I came alone. You have the cash? You tell Grayson to come here if he wants to see the cash. I'll deal with him personally. No one else. I'm sorry, Mr. Philbrick, but I must see the money. As a matter of fact, I must examine it and make sure it's unmarked. I'm not saying another word like talk to Grayson. You go get him. Mr. Philbrick, I'm sure you can appreciate Mr. Grayson's position. <laughs> when a member of a council accepts a $5,000 bribe... You needn't be so blunt. Why be otherwise? I think it's... Don't got... bother, <laughs> Grayson. Sit still or I'll shoot. Where, where did you come Clark from? was with me. I managed to cut the ropes with a razor blade. What's up, Grayson? Plenty. The Green Hornet's held me prisoner since last night. Last night? Yes. He heard you and me make our arrangements. But this girl Obviously, here... he sent her to collect the $5,000. A very neat trick. So you're working with a Green Hornet. No, no, I'm not. We've got to find out who the Hornet is and shut him up for keeps. Well, you heard the councilman's sister speak up. Who is the Hornet? I can't tell you. Oh, yes, you can. Grayson. Jackson, you here. We're all here. We heard all we need to hear. Put the gun down. Stand back, all of you. You hear me? Stand back or I'll fire. The frame up there in the next room. They heard everything. That's exactly right. You're through, Grayson. Through? Yes, I'm through because of you and the Green Hornet. But I'll get even. I'll get you. Grayson, don't be a fool. Put that gun down. That girl's not working with the Green Hornet. She's Miss Case. I don't care who she is. She's ruined me and she'll pay. She'll pay with her life. Not tonight. The Hornet. Here he is, the man. Grayson, in the doorway behind you. No. Take it, Grayson. Yes. That'll hold you. <coughs> Take over, gentlemen. Britt Reed slammed the door, raced down the corridor, and out the front door. On the porch, he quickly reversed his coat and pulled off his mask. Then, knowing that the councilman would be in hot pursuit, he cried out with no effort to disguise his voice. Stop! Stop! Get that man! Jackson, Norton, and Miss Case found Britt Reed staggering on the porch. Mr. Reed! Where did he go? Reed, it's you. I just arrived. The door flew open and fairly exploded in my face. Someone rushed out, and for an instant I was... Half blinded by some sort of gas. It was the Green Hornet. That's right. The Green Hornet just left here. Great Scott. Did you see where he went? Well, I can't be sure. I, I think he disappeared around that corner. Look. That car just shot out of a side street. That horn. That's him. That's the Green Hornet. He's gotten away. A fine thing. He shoots me with that gas weapon after all Miss Case and I did to cooperate with him. Oh, but Mr. Reed, the cooperation was highly successful. Well, what happened? Sharky, Ray, and Hardwick are inside watching Philbrick and Grayson. Reed, we're all witnesses to an attempted bribe. And an attempted murder. To think that I accepted campaign contributions from a crook like Philbrick. <laughs> well, it seems that I'm just too late for all the fun. It's awfully nice of you to take me home, Mr. Reed. It's far out of your way. Well, that's the least I can do after sending you on an assignment that, uh, well, it might have meant death. Mr. Reed. Yes? I hope I'll have another chance. Another chance? I'd like to work on another case with the Green Hornet. Do you think he'll ask me to? <laughs> oh, Miss Case, how should I know what the Green Hornet will do? Just between the two of us, Mr. Reed, I think you know a lot about what the Green Hornet does. (laughs) 
opposes bribe. Councilman indicted by grand jury. Read all about it. New city ordinance imposed on parking lots. That's the Remember, you can have one of our official Lone Ranger pedometers, the amazing invention that measures how far you walk. But please keep this in mind so you won't be disappointed. We have only a very limited supply of these wonderful pedometers, so you'll have to hurry, and I mean hurry with a capital H-U-R-R-Y. The way orders are pouring in from fellows and girls all over the country, we may have to close this offer up quick and without notice. Better send for yours at once, not later than tomorrow. Send only 25 cents in coin, one single quarter, and one Cheerios box top to Green Hornet, Box 36, Box 36, New York City, New York. I'll repeat, send to Green Hornet, Box 36, New York City, New York. You've been listening to The Green Hornet, brought to you by Cheerios, the breakfast cereal that's made from good, old-fashioned, nourishing oats, all ready to eat. Be with us again next week at the same time when General Mills will again present The Green Hornet. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Hal Neal speaking. Tomorrow night at the same time over most of these same stations, the Masked Rider of the Plains brings outlaws to justice in another exciting adventure when the Lone Ranger rides again. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.